0: Merlin's Lab is a sponsor on today's episode. On behalf of Merlin's Lab, I'm proud to announce our newest supplement. Merlin's Silver Solution. Having anti-parasitic, antibacterial, immune boosting, and anti-inflammatory effects. It aids in cell regeneration, is a powerful antioxidant and is also pet friendly. Purify your water and get rid of pesky odors without the harm of chemical fragrances. Visit the site at merlinslab.myshopify.com for more. Check out the site now and get your own 7ppm Merlins Lab Silver Solution. Use code Journey to Truth for 10% off store wide. We here at Merlins Lab thank Journey to Truth for the opportunity to share this message with you. Please enjoy the show.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I just started that right as you guys both <laughs> took a drink.
2: Right. <laughs> perfect perfect start.
1: Um, hey guys, welcome back to the show. Just a few reminders before we get started. I will be speaking at a conference at the end of October in Springfield, Missouri. October 30th first through October 30th through November 1st. I'm sorry. XCon. Margie Kay reached out to me and asked me uh, to present and share some of my stories, so I'm really excited about that. And you can get those tickets at unxnetwork.com, and that link is available below in the description. And you might have just watched, or you did just watch, the commercial for Mason Theory's Merlin's Lab Colloidal Silver. Uh, It's incredible stuff. He was a vendor at our conference, and he's actually going to be a speaker at our conference next year, which I'll be talking about in just a second. Um, but he has also developed his own colloidal silver, which is now available. And you can get 10% off of that and all of his products, including these pyramids, which are amazing, these Organite Pyramids. Uh, and he has other products as well. Uh, 10% off all of his products with promo code Journey to Truth10. And we just officially put online and announced our conference, which is gonna be May 13th through 16th in Grafton, Illinois, to Pierre Marquette Lodge and Conference Center once again. And um, we're calling it Rebels of Disclosure. And, you know, the idea just hit me while yeah. I was driving. And I was like, you know, that's kind of a cheesy name, but it might work. And then I, I made, love it. I made the art, <laughs> I made the artwork. and I was like, well, it's definitely cheesy, but it's also cool. It's exciting. So um, it's definitely cheesy, but it's
3: but yeah. it's still awesome. <laughs> For me, it's tapping into my inner child, bringing in that like Star Wars energy into this reality. Yes right totally
1: that's the way i felt about it it was once i put it together i was like this works you know so uh rebels of disclosure and one of those rebels is isaac mars he will be joining us at the conference and we're excited to have you and among with everyone else who's going to be there which we will announce all those details shortly uh there is no website the tickets are not available yet but we will have that soon so stay tuned anyway tonight we are joined by once again by isaac mars and we're gonna get we're going to get into dismantling the matrix and perceiving a new reality, actually perceiving a new life for yourself and how to just look at things differently, I think, is really um, the key to everything is perception right now and how we perceive what's going on around us because um, how we perceive it, that's what what's going to play out. If we see doom and gloom, that's all that's going to show up. If we see a beautiful world, that's what's going to show up. So let's break this down and dismantle the matrix. So welcome back, Isaac.
3: Awesome. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Aaron, for having me. I am so looking forward to the Rebels of Disclosure conference. I'm just chomping at the bit waiting for it. And uh, for those of you who are watching, if you want to connect with me very soon in November, the weekend of 11 11, you can find me um, sharing my work at the Stairway to the Stars event uh, by Disclosure Fest, which is uh, at the Luxor in Las Vegas. And for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Isaac Mars. I'm a theoretical physicist of Unity Hollow Dynamics, and I'm here disclosing the cutting-edge science of the modern age, which proves inarguably through symmetrical geometric logic that science and spirituality are two sides of the same coin. And in this experience, in this incarnation, I have been guided towards the sovereignty movement. And what people don't understand about this reality is that the movie, The Matrix, starring Keanu Reeves, really is a documentary. And everything that is disclosed through that movie, through symbolism and through CGI effects and whatnot, it's all real in some way or form in this reality. So the number one thing we need to stop powering this matrix of mainstream suffering is to unplug ourselves from the Sestui KV Trust and Act of 1666. Because if we are plugged into that through a contract from the birth certificate from the day of our birth, which is a maritime law statement and term, under maritime law, we are considered dead and or lost at sea. Um, And that is worldwide. That's not just local to the United States Corporation. That's uh, you know, across this entire globe, essentially. Uh, I would say upwards of 95% of all nations. And interestingly enough, as we're learning about the science of spirituality and how reality works, what's extremely important is the law of mentalism. The law of mentalism is an ancient, you know, tens of thousands of years old principle dating back to pre-Egyptian times in the land of Chem. And what the law of mentalism states is that the universe itself is a mental construct that exists only in your mind. And as a theoretical physicist of unity holodynamics, I can explain this very simply, totally, you know, breaking down the illusion of mainstream society. And it's so simple. If time per unity theory, per quantum mechanics, per the cutting edge science of this reality since time is an illusion, that means it truly does not exist. Well, if time doesn't actually exist, that means space doesn't actually exist, because you cannot move through space without time as a measurement to do so. So as Einstein said, time and space are uh, ways of thinking about reality. They're not actual. It's not how it actually works, essentially. So when we realize that there's no time, then that means there's no space. Well, what do we do with all these you know, dimensions of length, width, and height? Well, if there is truly no space and it's just an illusion, then we remove them. So we have you know, length, width, and height. Basically, we remove one of them, then we have length and width, then we remove another one, then we have length, and then we remove the last dimension. And what do we have? We have a dimensionless sphere. And this dimensionless sphere is extremely important because it is the exact embodiment of the divine mind, the singularity of all things. All right. And within this singularity. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. But I,
1: I do want to interject before you get too far because I have like millions of questions and you don't give me a chance to ask. So <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> um, sorry. Right. I'm just trying to get the whole download out and then we can. Is that okay?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we realize that reality itself is a dimensionless sphere, that means there's nothing actually happening out here, but it's a very convincing illusion of a happening. In truth, this sphere is how we experience our reality. And within the inside of it, we're projecting all this light onto this spherical wall. And then you put two of those together and you get depth perception, which are our human eyes. And by marrying these two spheres together, we get our human perception in this so-called 3D reality. But when we realize that everything's in our mind, and the only way that we can have free will, the linear experience of time, and for all of time to happen at once, then this means we are one with all of creation. We are the universe experiencing itself, which many of you already know. But this is the logical explanation for that, the scientific explanation for that. And since it can be no other way than whatever you would perceive as God, God is source, the universe, being all powerful, all knowing, everywhere, all at once that means we are in alignment with that. We can tap into that power. And since we are all one, then the only way that God could ever, you know, win in a thumb war against God is through a system that chooses which side will win. And that's vibration. So as long as we learn how the matrix of mainstream society works per free will, this is a free will universe, there absolutely has to be built into this system into all systems a way to destroy it a way to dismantle it a way to break it down to create something new that is better so that's what we're doing on the sovereignty movement we are revealing to the world that there is a nation that is recognized by the UN called the Uni- uh the unity states of the world and this nation the founder of it david win miller he created it to be the basis, the foundation for new earth in the high vibration way, in the the heaven on earth type of way. Because all 5,000 plus languages on this planet that can be translated into English, which are all Babel per the disclosure of the Bible, are completely invalidated with the nation's language, quantum syntax, the world's only mathematical language that humans can interface with. And by using quantum syntax, the UN you know they thought they were being clever saying dave what are you going to claim for your for your nation what land are you going to claim there's nothing to claim and he was smarter than they were and he said i claim the courtroom floor of every courthouse and every court document that uses our nation's language so the second that i walk into a courtroom and i'm using quantum syntax for example i can put a $1 stamp on my body which is a vessel under maritime law floating through the sea of space this is all proven by david winmiller's work And then I quantum syntax autograph. So I sign my name through it using the nation's language. The second I walk into a courthouse, that courthouse is mine. The judge will literally jump out of their chair if they have any awareness of what's going on and run out of the room. Because if they don't do that, then I take jurisdiction. I take authority over that situation, which means as long as you're not hurting somebody, as long as you're not creating an injured party under constitutional law or divine law, You will 100% win every single court case that you file because immediately the jurisdiction is shifted into your nation. So this is all about, you know, changing the world as a group.
1: Right. I mean, I do think like, what what about the other side of that coin where we don't need a legal system or government at all? Like, that's really the new earth. You know, Mm -hmm. I think this is a stepping stone. Um, and and besides, who's to say the person that walks into that court, courtroom should be the right is the right person doing that? Because if somebody learns this and they have ill intentions, we're just going to be in the same mess again. So um, I think true sovereignty is on is much more spiritual, um, and it really has nothing to do with the legal system, in my personal opinion. And
3: uh, why why would it um why would it hurt us? I'm curious. Why would what hurt us? I don't know, like taking back our sovereignty. I'm, no, I'm, I'm curious it as
1: to I, it won't. But if you, if you, I'm just, I, this is my question. Like, if mm-hmm. if you teach this to people and people learn how to beat the system, you can have pedophiles and serial killers walking into that courtroom and then taking authority, and then we're just still in the same mess we're in. Like, who's to say those people are justified and the right people to be taking authority? Like, it's all. We're all one. Right. So
3: I don't right. know. But when just you when you yeah. hurt, when you hurt another being that that is you giving your authority away. So pedophiles, rapists, murderers, they wouldn't be getting out of jail free. In fact, this would only make it so that we can hold them accountable better. You know, We can be the ones there, – there could be a system or a situation in which in the matrix, nobody's holding a pedophile or a rapist accountable. But those of us in the unity states of the world, if we have um, the evidence, we have a way of charging them within our system, then we can hold them accountable. And then not only hold them accountable within our nation, we can use our all-caps name that we have power of attorney over once we retain, once we regain our sovereignty – And we can use that all-caps name to interface with the uh, United States Corporation, and then we can basically force energetically in in a way like, for example, if somebody gets away with something negative and is infringing their will on somebody else, they're asking for the universe to correct them. So unless somebody does it, then nothing's going to happen. But when somebody holds these people accountable... They have to be held accountable. It, that's why I said it. they would be forced to be held accountable because what we're doing is we're bringing awareness and we're saying, no, enough's enough. I'm not going to accept this. You know, when the the Pope and the Vatican put out the edict to the world claiming dominion over the world b- before the 1666 uh, Sesta KV Act, the only reason that that was accepted is because nobody said anything. You know, there was nobody saying, no, you can't do that. So, this gives us more power to hold these people accountable. And furthermore, one individual with the authority of the unity states of the world has the ability, the power, if they choose courage, if they choose to go on offense, they can go into the matrix and target any corporation and take their terms and conditions that every user that they connect with signs, which is a contract, a legal contract. And we can literally. By one being, quantum syntax, um, what's the word? Uh, audit. We can quantum syntax audit these corporations. It could be one of the most powerful corporations in the entire matrix. And one being can file so many quantum syntax lawsuits that are 100% win rates that that corporation would be liquidated in a single weekend. And this is the power that we all have. So if the corporations are the issues that are holding us back and keeping us stuck in parasitism and, and energetic draining, then if we decide that we are going to say enough's enough, we can literally just close them down. There's nothing they can do about it. Because if they try to say, no, we're not going to be held accountable, the universe is dynamic. So when we know that our authority is real and we use unity dynamics to navigate this reality... All of the holodynes, the living holograms, the reflections of us, whether it's reflections of our light or reflections of our shadow, even the demons out there will turn on their own to help us. And this is what happens when we integrate our shadow and we integrate our light together in that yin-yang. There's a ton of people out there in the spiritual community, you know, and in Sedona, and Mount Shasta, everywhere. And All these people are claiming that they're spiritual and they're claiming to be here to create new earth. Yet all of them are staying in their light and they're rejecting their darkness. And what people don't realize, I just posted a clip, is at least in my awareness, always take what resonates and disregard what doesn't um, when it comes to me. But in this energy, if we are only in the light, we're pretending to be Lucifer. You know, we're pretending to completely ignore half of the equation and to be the hero. And it's the age old story of Lucifer thinking he's better than God. You know, that's that creates inequality consciousness. Oh, I'm better than somebody else.
1: Well, you do. But have it's when that. we you do have that. And like, yeah, it's like escapism or spiritual bypassing. Yeah, some spiritual people bypassing. But, yeah. like it's yeah. not fair to label everyone like that. Um, not at all. A lot of people are embracing and integrating the dark. I mean. I know what you're saying and we do see the whole love and light movement and I guess Sedona and Mount Shasta would be where a lot of that takes place and there is a and, lot of that though, yeah there's sure. a lot of it for yeah sure. so but I mean um integrating the dark is something we talk about all the time and, and it's mm-hmm. crucial it's the only way I agree with that um Aaron, what do you what are your thoughts on all of this stuff and what he's telling us about this
2: yeah man it's so, it. so first off, you're, you're, you're brilliant. You're like, your mind is amazing. <laughs> um, like to me, you're like a modern day Tesla, basically. And, you know, we need more of that because you, you're spot on with how you, you figured out like, oh, this is how reality actually works. Not how we're told, you know? we're told in the matrix basically we're taught that all the five senses is all there is um, and then you're just like asleep in that right and and then just react to things based on that don't look inward don't you know uh, realize there's other dimensions or even other life out there uh, don't realize we're all one think everything's separate which is not true at all it's we're all one there's well, we're I've... all. God experiencing itself or the universe experiencing itself through different points of awareness in this 3D construct temporarily. We're having a temporary experience, basically, but we're eternal beings. But ultimately, we're all the same being because we're all the same uh, consciousness. Ultimately, everything the science makes sense. Um, So so I like how you're trying to like you're like, okay, so this is how reality works. Cause I've heard all about the whole like sovereignty movement stuff for a while. Um, You know, David Wynn Miller, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Russell J Gould, I think is the other guy. Mm-hmm. Um, And I like, I've, I've seen people do like presentations on that and then I'm like, okay, like I've always been like, kind of like, I like it, but part of it that never resonated with me, like part of it, it does. And part of it doesn't. Cause to me, I, I always resonated more with like, Like the true anarchy, like the true anarchism, which is not at all what most people think it is, which is like, wait a second, I'm already a free being. There is no such thing as authority. The government uh, is just a group of people that are claiming they have authority and making these laws and writing them on paper. And then we all give our power to that thinking they're like, oh, I have to do this because it's written on a piece of paper and there's guys with guns that'll throw me in a, in a cage if I, you know, so the whole premise is is flawed. Like the whole thing is a game to me that it's like, we're tricked into thinking we don't have power. We have to do these things when really there's like a million to one of us to, you know, those people for one and two, those people are under the spell too, where they like police officers, for example, where they, they're programmed, you know, they're working a job, they're programmed to to do what they're doing without questioning it, not realizing like, wait, is what I'm doing actually moral? Is what I'm doing actually okay or right? They're just like, no, it is because I'm enforcing the law and that's, you know, I'm doing the right thing. And when really they're not, you know, they're, they're enforcing a very immoral law. They're, 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 um, imparting violence on people that have done nothing wrong that are that are peaceful like what you have experienced multiple times now and uh you're a brave soul for doing that because there's not many people that one are even awake enough to the things you are and two to be brave enough to to actually like put themselves out there in that way so I applaud you for that um you're you're a brave soul and you're on a mission you're you're a force. Um, but where I'm coming from is like I just never resonated with the whole like oh, I have to like do all these specific things to become a sovereign i'm like I'm already a sovereign being i I just to me, I don't feel like it's necessary, but that's me like if that's what you want to do, if that's your mission, that's amazing and i I highly respect that and honor that um but for me i'm like i'm i my i feel like my mission is more to like because because people they they need to wake up on a consciousness level to realize i am more than this body um and there's more than just this 3d reality going on and uh <laughs> you know things like that and and that love is all there really is and that we're all one you know so like what if i'm hurting you i'm really hurting myself and that's where karma comes uh-huh. in because when you hurt somebody else you're actually doing it to yourself and that's why that's why karma works because it's like uh you're you're it's connected there's nothing that's not connected right there's no separation yeah it's an energy exchange right yeah so so i can't do something to something or someone else without it affecting me because there's no separation it's like it's like uh the it's like a big bucket of water and you you're like oh i'm only gonna put a drop of poison on this side of the water and then <laughs> expecting it not to affect the whole thing it's to exactly. me that's like a good analogy of of that so yeah. yeah police officers obviously they have no concept you know i mean at least 99.9999 percent of them otherwise they wouldn't be doing the things they're doing and they probably wouldn't be a police officer because right, once you yeah. reach that level of consciousness you don't resonate with that job <laughs> i'm you're sorry not
1: gonna, just, yeah you're not gonna be like, lot, i
2: can't i can't do this job if i you know if you're at a certain level of consciousness and you and you understand this stuff it's just not going to happen so to me it's like it's like well the system will collapse when enough of the people that are enforcing the system (laughs) wake up and you know like their consciousness (laughs) raises enough and then they're like well wait a second what am i doing you know i'm not going to do this um yeah it's it's just a
1: matter about everyone finally just walking away and and people were afraid and that's where the fear comes in but
2: um, uh, but that being said, like what you're saying makes perfect sense to me, and like the energetics of how how things work, that that definitely makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really but, want to clarify something before we go any further. That it yeah, seems
3: absolutely. like you both have the same perspective, and I I think I'll be able to to make it a lot more simple. So I totally agree with you, and Unity Theory absolutely is in alignment with what both of you saying you know, in the sense that we're already sovereign. There isn't anything that we have to do. And you're absolutely right. And and you guys and anybody else who doesn't want to go through this process, they're totally welcome to do that. But the things that we're ignoring completely when we go down that road is the fact that there's billions of other creators on this planet that are co-creating a reality against what you're believing and as long as you're in contract with the contracts that they're all connected to, you're part of that collective consciousness, meaning you're actively subjecting yourself to a weaker energy by connecting to it and continuing to connect to it. Furthermore, as your contract is in effect, the Corporations of this world can freely buy and sell your all-capital name behind your back without your say-so, making millions to literally trillions of dollars per individual on this planet. So when I say that there's a cord plugged into our energy that is feeding the matrix actively, I am very literal. We are human batteries. Mm -hmm. And the direct correlation that I've noticed with every single individual that has reclaimed their sovereignty through a 45-minute piece of paperwork called the Live Life Claim with the UN-recognized nation, the unity states of the world, backed by the Postal uh, Service, By doing that, every single individual has had miraculous healings, has had miraculous shifts in their life, uh, abundance, new relationships, new friendships and connections that have uh, allowed their work to take off and and explode. So imagine that if you have millions to trillions of dollars being literally drained from your aura every day, what's going to happen if you break that connection? what what's going to happen to the millions and billions of dollars that have been stolen from you well it's all going to come back come back come back slowly and yeah there's ways to get like unlimited finances through this sovereignty movement is that the route i'm taking no because i want the universe to decide my abundance i want to leave it up to the universe rather than you know shifting all that energy into finances right and when i did that right after I did that right before I published my book. I published my book, immediately lined up all these speaker gigs and started like blowing up online out of nowhere. And I cannot, you know, ignore the fact that I'm aware that all this abundance energy is coming back to me and, you know, taking it to the next level, even removing ourselves from that equation and removing that abundance. Like the fact that we're powering a system that's literally built to create slaves and suffering. Right. You Until do. we unplug ourselves, we can't change it.
1: Right. And thank you for clarifying that because that does yeah, put for a clarifying. new yeah. perspective on it, for me, at least. Um, like, I agree with everything Aaron said, and I agree with what you're saying. But what I like what you said is that regardless of what we do, there's still billions of people creating the collective consciousness. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what we're going to uh, inevitably be tapping into. I mean, yeah, we can like we can find ways, you know, to navigate around and through it. But ultimately, We are connecting to that mass collective consciousness that is still buying into the illusion, and I never even thought about. Yeah, I do know about the birth certificate and the social social security number and all that stuff, Um, and us and that being actually a bank account number. But I never straw man. Yeah, the straw Straw man. man. Yeah. Um, But I never thought about the energetic side of all that money actually draining, draining energy from your aura, and. (laughs) Like that definitely that, makes sense. Cutting that cord, any mm. we we talk about contracts a lot—spiritual contracts, physical contracts—it doesn't matter. Like it's still a contract, and once you break that contract, that would that does make sense. And I and I would be curious to see what would happen to me if I filled that paperwork out. Um, I had not yep. thought of that, so thank you for clarifying well, that
2: part of it. So basically, I guess you could call it what they're what they're doing is. I mean, we know they do black magic, but that that sounds like black magic to me. It's like they they have your name which has an energy to it, but it's all caps, which is, you know, and they're doing these things.
3: It's death Um, magic. Yeah, right. They're claiming that you're dead and you're agreeing contractually that you're a dead being. We're the walking dead of this world.
1: Right,
2: Right. and they, they,
1: there's insiders that talk about,
2: there's insiders that talk about the fact that they, they call us that, they call us uh, the dead and things like that. Um, Like Tony Rodriguez in his story, he said he had a experience with some of these Illuminati people And he's like, one of them, he'd, he'd kind of, he's like, this guy would constantly say, you're dead, you're, you're dead. He'd always tell us we're dead, um, which is exactly that. Um, so I have a friend who, uh, here who, uh, she's, she's like a powerful being. She's super psychic and, uh, she deals with crazy stuff all the time. And, um, she, she had a friend or, or a client or something that, uh, was, was just like, having a rough time and um what she found out was her friend was was doing black magic basically what her friend was um putting was writing people's names on I guess like a piece of paper and then putting them in the freezer like freezing them Mm -hmm. freezing that and then and then uh like people in her in her family or people in her life that she thought had like wronged her or that like
1: I've heard she was a victim of
2: and she she was like doing these things thinking that um she was like, I, I think thinking she was protecting herself from mm-hmm. them, but but, what, what ended up happening was all those people ended up something horrible happened to every single one of those people, but then also herself. She mm-hmm. ended up getting like cancer and like all of these horrible stuff happened to her until uh, my friend helped her. She, She told her like what she was doing. She's like you need to stop you need to do you know, like stop doing that you need to you know like <laughs> hey. do this to clean that up and then as soon as she she cleaned it up and stopped doing it it got better
1: full disclosure so. i've done that before Be- at, at at the advice of a healer that i went and seen years ago um, really? this was advice from a person i uh had a healing from they told me to do that put somebody's name in a freezer if they're because it's supposed to reverse them doing like black magic to you but it doesn't help anything but anyway um what are are your thoughts on the black magic aspect of this isaac
3: well i think that it's all black magic and um i want to go on a little a little energetic note earlier you said it was like and I f- I found it fascinating that it was your response, Tyler, but you said it was like unfair of me to uh, say that a bunch of people were in a luciferic energy. And, but the thing is, it's like, I wasn't saying anything bad in my experience. Like, I don't think in terms of good and bad, because if we do that, then we've been had, that's the illusion of separation. That's duality. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm just calling things, things what they are. And what I've been learning is, you know what? there can, there's probably going to be a lot of people that listen to this and demonize me and say it's horrible but i've been learning that the black ray black energy is the most powerful energy in the universe that's why the darkness uses it everything in this reality is backwards if you are told that one thing is bad that means it's the best thing for you to use and i'm not saying we should all go out and use black magic and manipulate the world that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that When we tap into that black energy, the void, the goddess, when we tap into that and we do it for a high expression to, let's say, um, attain a higher level of sovereign authority spiritually so that we can affect the greater good um, at a greater level, there's nothing wrong with that. And everything that I've been learning about this energy and leveling up and increasing my vibration, literally making my, my vibration, my aura bigger to affect more people around me, the number one way we do that is through transforming karma. So in my experience growing up, I didn't have much trauma, at least that I could remember. You know, I went through an MKUltra situation from two to four, but I had no awareness of that. So I had tons of, you know, good karma in the sense of like my childhood upbringing was pretty pure. My family was very loving, uh, just a normal American household. Um, but it wasn't until after my awakening that I started to enter these really intense experiences and doing it to see where it would lead me, what I could do to help the world. Because ever since I was a little kid, all I wanted to do was be a hero of the people. And the more that I surrendered into these experiences, the more crazy they got, the more dark they got, you know, and I started to connect with beings that had gone through some of the most crazy trauma i've ever heard of and like they were deeply disturbed it was very clear that they were being honest with me and with these specific individuals it's like reality when i co-created with them was a movie like a freaking fairy tale a fantasy novel and where we wherever we would go whatever we're doing the tv would change to like we would turn the channel and it'd be like exactly what you know she wanted to say to me or whatever and then vice versa. And where we would go, there would be synchronicities everywhere. So the more that we transform, the more that we hold space for unconscious beings as conscious beings, the more powerful we become. The more karma we take on as a being, the more authority we have. So in this modern age, when we have the, the, let's say, the you know, right-hand path, Lucifer, the left-hand path, Ariman, the middle path, Christ, when we have so many people on the right-handed path, we're actually just creating more of the darkness because we're creating an imbalance. We're adding more light, right. more and more light. And then it's like, okay, darkness, more darkness, more darkness. It's only when we get to that middle path and reach that neutrality that we can actually see clearly. And a lot of people don't realize that that neutral path, it seems like, well, you know, what about other people? Are you going to help them? I'm going to help them when they ask me. I'm going to help them when I genuinely feel inspired to, like it's my mission to do that. But if I start going around seeking people, trying to help the world, I'm just projecting my own pain onto them right. and missing something within myself.
1: And and a lot of times it's not our right. place to interfere with someone else's path. Like, so mm-hmm. right. I think that that's a good practice. And I mean, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful when I said it wasn't fair that you said that. I just know a lot of people are doing the shadow work and and not everyone mm-hmm. is, you know, um, spiritual bypassing. But, um, it, you know, it's funny you said the, the dark and the light, like everything's been inverted. That reminds me of The Matrix and the red pill and the blue pill, because mm-hmm. the writer or the whoever wrote that film, um, the blue pill was supposed to originally be the pill that woke you up, that red pill Hmm. you know? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So it was always the blue pill until... So I I watched the mini documentary. Um, The guy who actually wrote the film, the script was stolen from him, and Hollywood did what they wanted with it. But one of Mm -hmm. the main things they changed was they turned the red pill to the blue pill, or vice versa. They switched the pills. Mm -hmm. And that could be black magic in itself, because Mm -hmm. if the intention behind the blue pill is to break you free, and then in a real-life situation... You have everyone talking about being red-pilled, being red-pilled, being red-pilled. What if that's what they wanted? What if that's their intention? It's like the red pill has the opposite intention behind it than what we think it does.
3: Mm. So so I really need to, to touch on that. So the way that I view reality is that since time is nonlinear, right now is the only truth. And in this timeline, and this experience regardless of what was written in the script originally, what was released, what was experienced was always the red pill in this timeline. Meaning that as the universe itself, every single one of, the, of, of us at the highest level, we all agreed that the red pill was the correct pill, mm-hmm. which means that if it's the correct pill, then what if we start looking at our lives from that perspective? What if it looks like things are going wrong, but really Things are going exactly according to plan. For example, a lot of people get really triggered by the the footage of me being unlawful, unlawfully kidnapped by the Mount Shasta Police Department. And they're like, Well, see, the sovereignty movement's bad. You're going to get hurt, you know, stop. And then I ask them, like, do you not realize that as soon as I get this footage out there, as soon as I get this video out and I protect myself, that I'm sitting on multiple multi-million dollar lawsuits? It's as if Ariman himself handed this to me on a silver plotter. Yet the only way that I could have received it is by choosing courage, which is the whole point of Ariman existing, showing me my power. If so, by choosing courage, I was able to walk the walk of sovereignty, you know, in the footage that I have. I didn't even want to be there. You know, Isaac Mars did not want to have to go through that, did not want to have to go through that pain. Yet when I pulled tarot cards, as the police were waiting for their backups, what comes out back to back? The devil and the sun card in tarot. The two polar opposite cards in in the tarot deck. The devil being the, the world illusion and the sun being the light of God, essentially. And so what I received in that intuitive message from that reading was, I got to face the devil to be the sun. And this is the only way that we are ever going to manifest the solar flash of all the different prophecies of this world. We're not going to wait for a solar flash to happen and then we can save the day. We need to save the day and then the solar flash will happen. Then people will be you know, upgraded, then our DNA will be awakened. But for those of us that are on these front lines, our DNA is already being awakened right now. We're going through our own personal solar flashes. And the more that we surrender into it, the more we clean our karma. At this point, there is nothing that can touch me. And, you know, there can be people on, on you know, watching this audio or this video and be like, there's no way nobody's untouchable. But at this point, my family watching this, I am in the right place at the right time every moment of the day at this point. Even if I forget something, even if, you know, I left something somewhere, there was a reason because the part of me that is the AriMan, the fear, is now 100% on my page. It's my servant, essentially. It's my protector. So I'm guided, you know, through this chaos and confusion energy. Oh, I forgot my water bottle at this park, And then I go back to get the water bottle and there's somebody there I'm supposed to meet you know this is how our life becomes synchronistic it becomes magical like something out of a movie and to do this we must be in the path of service to other but here let's let's not get back into the illusion there is no such thing really as a service to self path now this is what i mean yes there are people that'll you know be dark and they'll do things to other people for themselves and that really looks like service to self but at the end of the day everything they're doing is for the benefit of evolution for Mm -hmm. the benefit of progress meaning that it's still even the service to self path is service to other and it's one of yeah and it's one of the highest the most loving paths to be on Because at the higher level of awareness, their spirit knows that it's not going to be fun. Their Mm -hmm. spirit knows it's going to suck, and they're going to go through hell, and it's going to be super painful, and they're going to have to play the role of the devil to the people that they love. And yet still, they do it anyway. And when they integrate their darkness in that way, there there are things that beings in our our dimension and our reality... That they can do above and beyond humanity. And it's because we're so lost in the illusion of duality. And so that's what that's why I was saying the Lucifer thing earlier. It's because, you know, about um people not realizing that they're just in their light. Because even the simple concepts, and, and this may challenge you, you guys, the simple concepts of like, I don't know, getting in the spiritual drama and communities and like I, I don't know if I can trust these people or, you know, I'm super worried about this guy because he seems dark. Like that's Lucifer. That's you're, you're, you're stepping on your own stuff in a way, because if you can just accept them, you can hang out with those liars. Just see them as liars. This is what Yeshua used to do. I, I, was, hang just out gonna
2: with- say, I was just <laughs> going to say that Mike, that's what Yeshua did. That huh. He was judged by the Pharisees and the, the self-righteous people who thought they were holier than everyone else. Oh, Mm -hmm. you're hanging out with prostitutes and, and sinners and thieves and all this stuff. You're, why are you doing that? They're, they're bad. And he's like, Mm -hmm. he's like, no, this is like, they're, they're no different than me or you. Like, Mm -hmm. It's because they've done things like we've all done things. That's why the whole cat, Mm -hmm. oh, oh, you without sin can cast the first stone. No one did it Mm because everyone's like, Well, I've done I've done things wrong. Damn it. I can't (laughs) do that. (laughs) It's like we we like to judge, it's like the plank in your own eye, you know. mm -hmm. Uh, but it's like, well, and that and that's not justifying their behavior or or the things they've done at all. Mm -hmm. But it's like if you can love people regardless of what they've done, if they've like your worst enemy, somebody that's done horrible things to you and then you still love them. And that that's like you're taking that higher vibration. You're taking that higher path of like you're like, I forgive you, even though you've hurt me, even though you've done these horrible things to hurt others. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, what is it? Do you I don't know if you're a fan of the law of one at all or do you know anything about the law of one? But in the law of one, it says forgiveness. um uh, dissolves the wheel of karma mm-hmm. so when you when you when you can forgive it means you're you're saying you know uh i realize you know i i'm not saying what you've done is okay mm-hmm. but i'm loving you anyway because um, yeah th- because that's who i am and that's and i realize we're all one and you know it's interesting that's it. it's really simple it,
1: it's interesting too um I, there is somebody I know who is a liar, and I am around this person frequently, but and I get along with them. I never call them out. I just let them be a liar, mm-hmm. you know, and we still get along, could be friendly, and uh, you have to you you know i I feel like that's instead of me demonizing this person, you know mm-hmm. let's that's their path. But it's interesting that you said that, but I do want to go back to something you said because you you said that mm-hmm. um you're talking about the darkness and those dark actions um, actually being the most loving thing somebody could do because it's assisting someone on their journey. So then Mm -hmm. why would you want to go into a courtroom and stop all those people if if they're actually doing a loving act, in your opinion?
3: Because in my experience of reality, I created my role to be the guy that shows other people how to step into our power by seeing things as they are rather than as I want to see them and walking in the authority of that knowing. So when I know that they are loving beings, they are source at the highest level, even if they really don't believe they are, it's impossible for them to be in our existence if they aren't source. So even if they don't believe they are source, if we can still, you know, intellectualize that they are and operate from that space from that perspective then there's no reason to be afraid you see what i'm saying anybody can become neo anybody can go into that courtroom and another thing to note is that you never ever want anybody other than yourself unless you're in the unity states of the world and we come up with some interesting contract to make it work but in the matrix you never want anybody to appear on your behalf Because the second you have a lawyer appearing on your behalf, you have somebody else speaking for you, you're holodynamically telling the universe that you can't speak for yourself. That you're a ward under legal definition. You can't think for yourself. So you're giving it away. And this is why we need to learn about sovereignty. We need to take the steps. The whole system, it doesn't work on necessarily your agreement alone. It works because of the things you're not saying it works against us because nobody's speaking out against it nobody's standing up to it so all the people that and 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 just to be clear I, not, I
2: like i do not consent saying saying i don't consent to this basically right
3: right and in in my attempts of getting this information out, out to the people i've been viciously attacked by the Mount Shasta community, you know, online, in person, there have been people at the gym that like singled me out and and you know tried messing with me. Uh, while I was working on recording the video that I'll be uh, showing at the end of this podcast, uh, I was physically attacked by a man and kicked in the face. Albeit it was kind of strange, and he kind of just like pushed my face away with his foot. But like I was literally attacked because of this information that I'm putting out, and all of these things—they're just you know some of my darkness coming up to face me within what I perceive as my own subconscious mind. That's the way I see reality. And so these subconscious thought forms of mine are coming to show me, Hey, your fear's coming up and you got to face it. Are you going to face it? Are you going to be courageous? Are you going to be, you know, small? Are you going to be in weakness and, and look at everything as, um, making you out to be the victim? So in these experiences, I can see these beings for who they are. I don't get triggered in that sense. Then I can walk into the courtroom, any situation, and I can speak my truth from a level-headed perspective without shaking. So that's why we do this. And then in the whole situation, when you're in that knowing that that's the role you're playing, that the other people that you're going up against actually do love you, and this is just a game we're all playing, a play, a cosmic play then you can walk in there with full confidence, play the role, win, succeed, get out, help the entire world. And that's what I'm here to show people is that there's no reason fundamentally to be afraid of anything. We are eternal beings. We are source. We are the universe, God, goddess incarnate. We are becoming divine beings and we always have been, but we are remembering our divinity now. And as we literally remember it, we will activate our DNA and everything will respond cor- accordingly. And just like Yeshua, the more of us that um, step into our leadership roles and see and walk in this non-duality, the more that we work with those so-called sinners or you know the dark ones of this reality and we stop judging them, the more that we integrate them and the power that they've been holding on to called trauma and karma that they're supposed to gift us. They've been waiting for us to come. They don't want to be in pain anymore. You know, every single time lately that I've, you know, gone into medicine with psychedelics, the dark ones have been showing up and saying hi to me. And they say to me, thank you for seeing that we are God too. Mm -hmm. It's just a play the whole time. We're not actually here to hurt you. We're not actually here to be evil. We were pretending the whole time. And when you have that experience And you are able to to love that darkness, which is you. I've literally had the yin-yang symbol come into my consciousness. And then I'm zoomed in and I'm on the line between the black and the white. And it's like the silver experience in my consciousness. It's profound.
1: Wow. That is interesting. You know, like I've used this analogy before, but at the end of a play, like all all the actors and actresses come out on stage and they applaud mm-hmm. they're applauded. and most of the time the antagonist or the villain gets the most applause because he put the hero on his hero jer- hero's journey, right. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's a perfect analogy to show how crucial that is. But I want to go back to the beginning where t- when you're talking about time and space. If there is no time, mm-hmm. there's no space. Now, I know you have stated many times that you ch- you choose a certain way to perceive reality and time mm-hmm. is an illusion, I agree. but in the 3D, it's not an illusion. It's a, it's an illusion in the other dimensions. Uh, you know, the higher dimensions understand that we created time is whatever, however that happened. Um, so, like we still have to live, no matter how much ma- how much we tell ourselves time is an illusion. Like we had to schedule this Zoom call right here at a certain time. Mm-hmm. We live by the clock. We live by the calendar, regardless. So it is very much a part. Time and space is very much a part of this three D reality. And, like, you can't escape that fact as much as I agree it doesn't exist. And it's interesting you said that it doesn't, uh, space doesn't exist because, uh, my friend Katie Weiss, uh, she's a channeler. She actually was at our last conference and she's in communication with these beings that are from outside of our universe. And they, they told what came through her and take it or leave it. But there was no space until we created limitation, we, we created limitation for ourselves to experience and solidified in those belief systems was distance and that's where space came from and once like so from their perspective it's all just dimensions and everything stacked on top of each other and you just you you drop into your heart and your heart is a highway and you just go you know if you want to go mars if you want to jupiter it's all right here next to each other it's all frequencies so therefore when you get to those higher realms the 3D space does, doesn't exist according Mm. to what she said. So that would align up with what you align with what you said as well. Interesting.
3: Um, Another thing that I want to talk about uh, before we start to run out of time in this, in this podcast is specifically what I'm going to be releasing over the next uh, couple weeks to a month. I'm going to be releasing something called scientific sovereignty, Dismantling the Matrix with Unity Holodynamics. And why this video is going to be important is because it provides the first clear uh, depiction of a sovereign being walking the walk of sovereignty, spitting out all these different laws and rules and procedures that are verifiable, that are real, providing evidence to, to make sure that the people watching the video has clear indication that it is so. And... In this video, I'm being unlawfully kidnapped as a sovereign being of a foreign nation, which means that the policy officers that did this, they literally committed acts of war by committing treason, doing a military act against a member of a foreign nation without the say-so of the U.S. government. On top of that, the legal definition of Domestic terrorism, at least one of them, in the legal definitions, you can find it on the Cornell Law Database. Um, domestic terrorism can be considered trying to affect the conduct of a government gu- by kidnapping. So these police officers quite literally became domestic terrorists. And another thing I want to note in my experiences is this is the fourth a situation where sovereignty was successful for me and to me a sovereignty success is i wasn't charged with anything and i got away so this was my fourth success and the success before this one um which was a situation in anaheim california that i can talk about at another day um I was forced into a police vehicle, even though I did not contract, I did not consent to anything. I walked the walk correctly. And the only reason I was forced into that police vehicle was because out of the four police officers I talked to in that third situation, one of them was sovereign. Which means when that officer said to me, you know, thinking he was smart and quick-witted, he's like, oh, well, I'm sovereign too. He gave the whole show away to me. He told me he knows exactly how it works. And this was in, in California in the desert, you know. So when you think about it, I was really being tested by the devil there. You know, that's the biblical story of tr- trying to be tricked over and over again. Say the thing, give in to the temptation, say that you are being charged. And I've just refused. And because of that, he forced me against my will, violating my free will into the police vehicle and uh, the the vehicle's um, doorway was right here. And he put his hand, it was him, nobody else put his hand right here and started shoving me into the vehicle. Well, as he shoved me in and he was the one doing it, I felt a pop in my neck and I went from no pain to 11 out of 10 pain. And I started shrieking like a woman in childbirth. And I was like, ah, my neck, my neck, my neck. And long story short, they took me to the, the jail and they threw me on the ground and five officers put all their weight on their knees and crushed me under their weight. And it was a nightmarish situation, but long story short, I was able to use my sovereignty to get out of that situation. But then again, something interesting in this fourth situation, the chief of police was the only one that was able to carry me away and to kidnap me. Um, And what happened was One of the lower police officers or, you know, just a normal police officer was called. He arrived. He needed backup because they ran my name and I was on the do not detain list. So on that list, it says this is a sovereign being. You cannot detain them. If you're going to do anything, you have to be sovereign and good luck, because if you do anything, you're all in it alone. So what that means is when. Chief of Police Robert Gibson showed up to the Mount Shasta City Park where I was at doing free tarot readings, not violating a single law in their matrix, not violating a single code or regulation, being completely peaceful. Um, When he arrived, he used his free will as a sovereign being to unlawfully kidnap me. And that was the only play that he could do. Why? Because if he let me show that community that my sovereignty was real and that it was official, That would mean in one moment, the entire police department would lose all illusion of power over that community. So he couldn't have that. So he used his free will to jump on that grenade for his officers and their illusion of power in that community, continued to lie to the whole community, said I was under arrest, which is a complete lie. Um, But it's it's not a lie to our subconscious mind because arrest means nothing anything that starts with a vowel and two consonants per David Wynn Miller's work of decoding the English language is a no, no word, meaning they're telling our co- subconscious mind nothing. But our conscious mind is saying, oh, I'm getting arrested. This makes sense because I did something bad. No. Arrest means no rest. Nothing happened. And, mm. and so... Uh, he, they continued to lie. They put it out on Facebook that they arrested me and using my all caps name without my consent. They kept doing all this. I even had a contract the previous summer sent to chief of police, Robert Gibson, and he violated everything in that, that contract. Did he ever send it back to me? No. Under tacit agreement, that means in their system that he is contracting with me as a sovereign being, which means I 100%, as soon as I follow file these lawsuits I'm going to get um payouts from the corporation the state of California and the chief of police Robert Gibson because he was the primary one violating my free will and I kept telling him in the video if you keep doing this you're going to go to prison he needs to go to prison and he will um but to all the other officers anybody else no. in the situation everybody's getting an ultimatum either you do a public apology video and you enforce the law legally, allowing sovereign beings to do as they please, as long as they're not violating constitutional law, hurting anybody. Or you are charged with the domestic terrorism that you committed and you go to prison for the rest of your life. So it's not that I'm not going to have compassion for these people. Like, I want to help them. I In the video, I kept trying to tell chief of police, I'm here for you. I'm on your side. And... There's a part where I'm saying, I'm on your side. I'm on your side, looking at him in cuffs from the ground. And he's he's yelling back at me. He says, you are under arrest. You are under arrest. And he's just so blind. He can't, can't see. But the interesting thing is after this whole situation, just like I claimed, just like I was showing the world, I left the Siskiyou County Jail in California after about two hours, maybe three at the very most, because as soon as I got there, Lieutenant in charge said, yeah, we can't keep you here because you're sovereign. So you're going to have to be released as soon as you get in a cell. So just bear with us. And so they did the paperwork to release me you know, in their system. And by the time I was released, I was walking out into the lobby and my buddy is going to to bump my fist you know ready to pick me up and i'm like whoa i've never had this kind of reception before you know the universe just corrected yeah. everything and so, you know from that point forward it's been nothing but smooth sailing
1: so i guess you weren't interested in the time and space discussion um
3: <laughs> i didn't know what I'll you just, were asking just mess messing with you totally <laughs> Sorry.
1: subject um uh so i have one question um if you're going after this guy to put him in jail or whatever you're going to do to him, mm-hmm. I the kind of, I, I don't know. I just, I hear you. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm hearing this wrong, but it sounds like what you're, you're contradicting yourself unless you believe that by you putting in, in jail is his karma. So would, wouldn't that be just you doing something negative back to him? And then you just collecting more karma.
3: The The thing is I gave him the choice. I gave, so I'm not going to convince somebody that they should choose to do the right thing. That's Luciferian, you know, that's trying to enforce my light on other people. I gave him the
1: free will. But in our system, like you giving him a choice, like in that situation, that's like laughable because he's like, he's doing his job and you're under arrest and he is literally what he thinks is his job. He's doing what he thinks is his his job. Like, so. He didn't have a choice like if he wouldn't have done that one of the other officers would have done that. So to hold one specific person accountable for just doing what they honestly because they've been programmed to believe is the right thing. Like how is how is putting that person in jail doing any good for anybody and how would so, that not create negative karma for yourself.
3: So I am not judging his decisions in but that you, experience know, but
1: you said you gave him a choice but like that's like did he really have a choice just because you think you gave him a choice that's not how he sees it so that they might not actually well, you were trying to inform him that yeah
2: he was doing the wrong you know i don't know if you you weren't you know and, and i wouldn't say it as like you're the one putting him in jail you're just trying to say like this is what's going to happen you know hmm
0: if, I just, uh, I I I just answer, don't understand
1: the mindset. That's all. I mean, I, to me, I, that's just collecting more karma, but it's to each their own.
3: Okay, I'll need a second to answer this uh, without interruption. So um, the reason that this is the only highest option that I can choose is because in that situation, the only high vibration option for the chief of police would have been to let it go and to show the world that we're sovereign. But because at the egoic level, he refused to let go of his power because he's on that illusionary service to self path, he chose to break the law, regardless of if he knew what he was doing or, or he didn't. He chose to do that. And in the video that I'm disclosing, in their police policy manual, which he signed himself, he totally contradicts everything he claims that he'll do for the community and and anybody in in. Uh, situation involving the law enforcement. So he knows what he's doing is wrong. And and then in the situation, I told him, if you keep doing this, you know, I'm reflecting. I'm playing a mirror for them. That's it. If you keep doing this, you're going to go to prison for the rest of your life. I kept saying that to him. And still, he kept doing it. He still chose power instead of love, instead of forgiveness, acceptance. Fine, I'll just let this guy go. He really is sovereign. And because of that situation, Because I claimed that he would go to prison if he didn't do that, because those are the words that authentically came out of my character in that high energy situation, if I don't follow up with that, what does that make me? That makes me a liar. And what I need is for the people of this world to see that I am honest, that I'm being forthcoming, that I am an example of truth. So if I tell. The world that I'm going to hold this guy accountable because he's literally abusing me against my will in front of the whole community. And then I just drop it. Oh, it's fine. No big deal. Then who's going to take me seriously? Who's going to know that you better not mess with Isaac Mars because he's just going to prove in the court of law that you're the one breaking the law? So at the end of the day, it's like what you said I'm just accepting his karma. I am his karma. You guys are my karma. We're all each other's karma. Everything is karma. What is karma? It's just energy. You know, there's there's carnivore karma. There's, you know, mediating karma in the sense that once we all eat enough meat, we're good. We work through the karma. But the reason we're in this karmic wheel is because we built up all this energy in the first place. And that's what we need to do with the matrix. We need to go through the matrix karma. How do you transform karma? You experience it. So how do you experience, um, you know, dismantling a false regime that's built on governmental to control the mind principles? Well, you have to walk the walk. You can't just let everybody get away with it. So yeah, it's it's not, I don't want him to go to jail. I don't want him to go to prison. If it was up to Isaac, I would want the chief of police to do a public apology video. But I have to honor the energy that was working through me that day and that energy claimed, Hey, if you keep doing this, you're going to prison and that will put out that energy for the rest of the others, so that they are not. So well, do yeah. You not,
1: do you not believe in having like being able to change your mind or have a change of heart or is that forbidden?
3: Mm, no, no, no. I believe in that, but the video is already done. Like the, the experience already happened. And as much as I would love to let him off the hook, I don't think he's going to even want to do a public apology video, which means he'd probably rather go to prison than admit this publicly, because that makes him a laughing stock for the world. And nobody wants to be that. So the at the end of the day, I'm just doing what I feel is the best for me. Because if I can use this energy, which they basically you know, it's like they took the bow and and the chief of police, he like pulled this drawstring back for me. All I gotta do is is actually release it. And as I release it, my work, unity theory, will get out to the world. But I need to be willing to walk the walk in these courtroom situations. But yeah, at the end of the day, I you know, whatever anybody's believing in regard to what's right and what's wrong, it's it's all relative at the end of the day. I'm just I'm just doing doing my best, man. Like. I don't see anybody else holding these people accountable. I don't see anybody else standing up to them and going into uncomfortable situations, causing themselves pain, just to show the world that none of us have to be in pain. That's my intention. You know, if if there was five people that were sovereign in that situation, all five of them could have just been like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you doing? Are you going to arrest all five of us? Are you going to commit acts of war and in, in front of people recording?" On multiple of members of a foreign nation, you can't get away with this. And just like that, the police officers would walk away. But it takes walking in that sovereignty and that authority and that courage for that to happen. And, and that's what I'm not seeing. And so since I have this scientific awareness that this is how reality works, this is the route I'm going to take. But, you know, at the end of the day, I, Isaac, me as the universe, yes, but Isaac did not create the prison systems. Isaac did not create the matrix in that sense. So Isaac is going to allow the matrix to take care of its own people. And if its own people end up in prison based on the laws they agreed to that they violated of their own free will, then that's what they're choosing.
1: Right. So how old are you? 29. 29. So
3: I tell people I'm 27, but I've been walking the earth for 29 years because what we think creates our reality.
1: So. Um, what I'm getting at is I thought I knew a lot of things and Mm -hmm. when I'm younger and as I learn more and as years goes by and as we all spiritually advance and ascend, things change and you, you perceive things differently. So what happens if like, are you so solid on this is this, this is the only way you don't think that you could possibly change your mind in a couple of years and something might, might happen like or is this the only way to you
3: i'm going to be very very blunt with you guys and very very blunt with the audience at this point i don't care what people think of me when i have my when when i had my scientific awakening i literally realized that i can become a superhero that i can fly and become invulnerable the only reason That I'm sitting here right now disclosing the science to the people of this world is so that I can experience that reality, so I can become superhuman, so that I can become so powerful that I don't need to kill anybody to win a battle, to win a war. I can just disarm my opponents so fast that I can move way faster than people can even perceive. And I know that that's in my future because on a literal heroic dose of psilocybin mushrooms, I saw a vision of me in the linear future. And I was wearing a full red superhero-esque jumpsuit, holding a sword in my hand. And I flew in this experience, a vision more real than my experience talking to you right now. I watched as this point of consciousness as my higher self or future self, whatever you want to call, jumped off the ground, flew into the sky with no technology. And a being floating in the sky, looking down at me with hatred and vitriol was holding a sword as well. And in this vision, we clashed swords and I was so much faster than him. He couldn't even react. And I disarmed him, grabbed the sword, crossed them in front of him. And then I smiled a smile like, you know, I love you and you'll never beat me. And then I faded away. And so I know that this is real. Why? Because eight months or so later, after that vision at 777 Main Street in Cottonwood, Arizona, I met that individual that was floating in the sky with technology.
1: Hmm.
3: And he is now one of my closest friends and an amazing being. I don't know if we're going to experience what I saw in that vision, but what I do know is that we are destined. To become more than what we are now. Right. And with that being said, the only reason I'm here is because I'm crazy enough to believe and know through the science that I'm going to be a hero someday, a literal one, not so that I can be above anybody, so I can be on a pedestal, but just so I can do what I authentically always wanted to do to be what I am. And in that sense, absolutely, I am one billion percent in, all in with unity holodynamics. Until another scientist can prove me wrong in a public debate, I don't see any reason to not go all in with this theory. I've been led to some of the most wild experiences. I've been poisoned trying to contact Elon Musk. I've been surrounded by SWAT and police and made them back off with my voice. This is real. And when we realize this, When when anybody really embodies unity, hollow dynamics when within their consciousness, they become a movie character. They become a main character because they start to speak their truth in such a way that it actually has authority. It actually has sway, and people start to be intimidated by them. People start to be curious about them, and this is how we step more into our authenticity. And it really is just choosing courage. It's just a vibration and everything is measurable by by vibration meters so anything below courage will get you nowhere but if you choose courage and above forgiveness acceptance unconditional love there is nothing that we can't accomplish nothing that we can't overcome or manifest so i guess i hope that answers your question yeah, it because does.
1: yeah no i was just
2: yeah, well said
1: and i and i like how you started it with like not caring what people think because that's honestly the most important thing And that's what holds so many of us back from doing so many things, uh, because we care about what people think of us. And that's no one's fault. We're born into that programming. And breaking free from that is a huge step towards, you know, awakening for a lot of people. So that's crucial. And to own it, like to be so certain and own it and just go down that path, you know. That's powerful, and not many people are are at that point. A lot of us don't know. A lot of us are confused. Um, people don't really know what to make of the situation on this planet right now. So, um,
2: and, and kind of interject real quick. What, yeah, go ahead. I mean, Yeshua, Jesus, you know his real name is Yeshua. Uh, talked about these things like what he actually taught, what he actually said. Uh, and he did have authority, just like he said. And that's you. You read what the things he did and said, and the way, um people reacted to him. It's like, Whoa, who is this guy? Like he, you know, he had this just like visceral authority. Uh, and, and, and that's not saying like he was above because like he was even saying, I'm not above you guys. (laughs) Like Yeshua himself was saying, like, I'm just, I'm just embodied in my true self and I'm showing you what you can become who you really are. Basically. It's like, I'm trying to wake you all up. And a lot of mm-hmm. things you're saying remind me exactly of what he taught. It's like he's he's just he's just walking the walk, like you like you put it. He's he's saying like, "Hey, this is this is what we all are. I'm just, you know, I'm mm-hmm. just on this certain place on on a path, and I'm and it's becoming more manifest. But we're all that, right? right. Like we're all and, and- we're all that, you know." There was a video
3: that I saw recently about somebody having a prophetic dream. Um, I can't remember the exact topic of the dream itself, but something that he mentioned is that he was visited by an angel in this dream. And he said the angel's voice was both absolutely beautiful and terrifying at the same time. And to me, that's what happens when we are integrated with our light and our dark. And I, I believe that that's what Yeshua did. That's what he was choosing to teach us is mm-hmm. by integrating his darkness um, he was able to do multiple things and and this is something that's not a lot of people talk about. Uh, for example I don't know why it's coming up but people don't realize that Yeshua if we are all one, we're all interconnected then Yeshua knew at the soul level that what he was going to go through was going to create a mass manipulation religion he knew that mm. what he was going to do was going to add to the darkness. But mm. why would he do that? It's because we need to go fully into the darkness before we hit rock bottom. And then we start to bounce back out of it. It's not until we reach a certain level of suffering, do we finally awaken to the truth and reach that enlightenment stage. And yeah, it's it's interesting, because I am, I have not been holding this back. And by any means, what unity theory does is It's like that red pill in the matrix when people read it. And if they're open-minded to the extent of like science making sense for them, it makes so much sense that nobody can go back after that point. You know, there's, I'm going to say, I'm going to just make this prediction right now that when unity theory is mainstream, which it will be very soon. When it's mainstream, I would say 75 to 85, maybe even 90% of this world will immediately start referring to me as the Antichrist. Are you guys aware of that? Because everything I'm saying is ultimately disproving their very livelihood, all of their main beliefs. So they're going to see me, and that cognitive dissonance will be so strong, they will only see me as the devil. They'll see my red. Warn for the goddess the earth that we've been ravishing and and, and raping and they're going to say oh that's the color of the devil you know they're gonna they're gonna do anything they can to convince people to not listen to unity theory to not listen to my words and well, yeah, what you just
2: think is very triggering to a lot of people and, and a lot of religions specifically especially belief mm-hmm. systems uh so that makes sense that you know because when when something triggers you you want to you want to make that thing evil you you like oh that's evil that's bad because it's because it's making me uh wrong or they think you mm-hmm. know it's not the real them obviously it's their false ego self false belief systems um but that's why a lot of you know I, I i mean i get it uh i i used to be very christian and then i had my awakening and now i get from christians that oh i'm into all these satanic things i'm into these mm-hmm. evil things like new age is satanic you know yeah. uh, like it's labeled as new age you know right and that's uh, a crystals word. are bad like all these things yoga is evil uh tarot is evil all these things uh, it's like as i right as sit your my mug, tarot mug tarot mug right it's like but it all comes from a place of ignorance because they like they don't even understand like yeshua himself practiced a lot of these things and was a, practiced kundalini yoga mm-hmm. and meditated and uh you know he traveled to india and tibet and and egypt and and learned all these things and it, it, but then it got like you said it got distorted and turned into this this inverted distorted religion control system um with truth within it but then there's all these lies that that mess it all up and people you know and then they think the actual truth is bad because it's not oh but that's not in the bible that's not what jesus no that's actually what jesus taught <laughs> Uh, so yeah. it's all inverted, like you said. We live in this inverted matrix where they try to make, uh, you know, lies, truth, uh, you know, empowering things are evil. So you stay away from it. You have no power. It's all outside of you. Some savior outside mm-hmm. of you. When it's actually the exact opposite. It's within you. You are you are your own savior. Mm-hmm. We are we are it. And you're and not you're like not to mention
3: not not to mention that all these Christians that believe that we're supposed to hate the devil or like. They don't realize they're worshiping the devil. Hate energy, fear right. energy is what feeds it. Right. They're giving the devil exactly what it wants. <laughs> and yeah. if we really look into the Yeshua story, was he not the devil of the world at that time? He would have been seen as the bad guy. He would have been seen as the rebel, the the crazy mm-hmm. one. And that's the whole story of, of you know, the crucifixion. So... what we're all learning, you know, and I'll just leave this metaphysical thought um, with your viewers before we play this, this video that I've put together. But um, what I've been realizing is, if we're really living in non duality, then we have to swallow the big fat pill that the God and devil are the same being. Literally, it's the same universe. So at some level, you know, we're The the entire point of trying to be good is the main thing that's making everything bad. So we need to be willing to shift our mindsets and the way that we view things, the way we react to things so that we stop getting triggered, so that we can integrate this darkness and know that we all deserve unconditional love. And truly, you wouldn't even be existing in this reality if the entire universe didn't think you were that important. Right. right. Well. We are all wanted yes.
1: exactly, and exactly, well, thanks for coming on and sharing everything today. This is very interesting, and I'm sorry for asking challenging questions. A lot of it is because I literally didn't understand some of the some of what you're saying parts of it, yeah, maybe parts of it do, but, maybe I'll understand some of it later, but um, I appreciate you being on your mission and sharing what you're sharing and doing what you're doing so. Um, can you please let people know where they can find you and uh, mention that event that you're going to be at again one more time?
3: Absolutely. So everybody can find my work and my book, Unity Theory, a 77-page theory of everything for free or love donation on my website, The Crimson Eagle, like the bird behind me, T-H-E, Crimson Like the Color, like com. And if anybody's interested in regaining their sovereignty, Um, As I work on this movement, you can reach out to me uh, via email on my website. Make sure you have at least four individuals that are very serious about going through the process because you need living witnesses to do it. Um, Four or more is always going to work, and we do it long distance over Zoom, or you can come to Sedona, Arizona to meet me and my team. And then in November, the weekend of 11-11, I'll be promoting my work at Stairway to the Stars, which will be at the... um, the Luxor Pyramid in Las Vegas, Nevada, and that will be a really fun event. Come hang out with me. And yeah, I'm excited. Stay tuned. I'll be releasing Unity Theory 1.11, which will be a four-page infographic for everybody who doesn't have the time to read 77-page book. You'll be able to take four pages and have almost all of the information you need to have a scientific awakening right in front of you. Um, and that will be available for free or love donation as well. And that will be replicatable. You can make as many copies of it, print them off yourself, dist- you know, distribute them to the world. You can leave them in coffee shops. You can send it to your buddies over a PDF, over Messenger or whatever. And this is another quick way we'll be able to awaken the people of this world. So if you guys are still open to it, without further ado, I'd love to share a small clip from my upcoming video, Scientific Sovereignty, Dismantling the Matrix with Unity Holodynamics.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that video will play as soon as we sign off here. So. Um, thanks again for joining us and thank you all for being here we love you all thank you for the donations don't forget our documentary is out you can check that out it's publicly available on our YouTube channel now as most of you uh, may have seen so um, we'd love your feedback and please share that with your friends and family thanks again Isaac for being here and uh, until next time have a great evening good night
3: greetings people of Earth For thousands of years, the negative thoughts, emotions, and beliefs of mankind have shaped the tumultuous reality we find ourselves in now. As Einstein stated, the world as we have created it is a product of our thinking. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking. This means that the main problem troubling our human family is our unwillingness to reimagine the way we think and feel about the reality we experience in this cosmic play of life. Over multiple millennia, Our perception of reality has become so distorted by the psychological indoctrination institutionally woven into our modern society that we have mentally, emotionally, and spiritually inverted ourselves into living in the lie responsible for all of our suffering worldwide, the illusion of separation. In accepting this illusion, our species has opted to live backwards, collectively. This illusion is responsible for every war we have ever fought. It is responsible for the pain we experience in our relationships. It is the catalyst for every murder, rape, assault, and any other act of abuse. It is the source of all greed, manipulation, and corruption, and it is the very reason millions of our young men, women, and children are annually stolen from their lives and sold into sex slavery. My name is Isaac Andrew Mars, and I am here to shatter this insidious illusion across the world, and the key we all need to deliver our people from this dystopian nightmare is perception itself everything in our experience hinges on our perception perception alone is what crafts the stories of our lives it creates living nightmarish hells and it creates the most heavenly of paradises whether we experience the former or the latter is determined by our consciousness our awareness unconsciousness or rather living in codependence attachment ignorance and fear elicits a low vibrational experience of reality filled with suffering and mental slavery, regardless of the being in question. The path to greater consciousness, however, leads us toward interdependence, non-attachment, increased awareness, and unconditional love. Embodying these principles brings us into heart-mind coherence and back to integrating the harmonic truth of unity, a life experience akin to being in heaven on earth as foretold in ancient prophecy. As a theoretical physicist of unity holodynamics, the cutting-edge science of the modern age, I am here to inarguably prove the truth of unity to the world through the disclosure of the scientific theory of everything mainstream science has been openly awaiting since the days of my predecessor, Albert Einstein. By utilizing symmetrical geometric logic, the principles of unity theory are as irrefutable as 3 plus 6 equals 9. Because of this crystallized truth, not a single mainstream scientist will touch my work with pole. For example, if a materialist reductionist entered a scientific debate with me, they would be openly committing career suicide in the public eye. This is due to the fact that unity theory disqualifies failed theories such as materialist reductionism and quantum theory. On the flip side, I have been brought on board a global team of cutting edge scientists that actually celebrate the discoveries of my work and its trajectory. Furthermore, since the awakening of this scientific knowledge within me, and without violating any legitimate laws, I have been directly interrogated by the FBI regarding my scientific theory, surrounded and threatened by SWAT and police with weapons drawn and safeties off, poisoned and in Austin jail during an assassination attempt after traveling to Tesla to meet with Elon Musk, and I have even been unlawfully kidnapped and imprisoned by the policy officers of the United States Corporation on five separate occasions. The cruel and unusual punishments I have received from the mentally governing systems of our dystopian society continually reveal to me that the science I am disclosing is real, true, and monumentally beneficial to mankind. Why else would people in illusionary positions of power be so terrified of me and my work? With every act of malice toward me, These people only help to reveal the truth about our hidden power, our freedom, and our sovereignty through the unbelievable yet verified real-life examples I can then share with the world regarding our disheartening farce of the fictional justice system. Their fear and their powerlessness indicate that we have fully stepped into the astrological age of Aquarius, the prophesied cycle of evolution in which mankind leaves limitation and fear behind for a new reality of limitlessness, unconditional love, and unity in heart consciousness. After my scientific awakening in January of 2021, with newfound multidimensional awareness, it became clear to me that all prophecies are merely different perspectives of the same story, the human story, or rather, the super To those just now awakening to the truth of reality, that science and spirituality are two sides of the same coin, please know that our backward society has psychologically programmed our minds to reject any information that leads to liberation from mental enslavement. From the words of Mark Twain, it is easier to fool people than to convince them they have been fooled. As you integrate from my work what resonates with you and disregard what does not, please know that we cannot fill our cup with greater knowledge if it is full of so-called facts we think. So please, keep an open mind. In all my work, one inarguable fact dissolves all limitation of human consciousness. This fact, explained for thousands of years through the pre-Egyptian Hermetic Law of Mentalism, may seem unbelievable at first, but the science makes everything crystal clear. The universe is a mental construct that exists only within our mind. Since I am in your minds, and all of you are in my mind, this means we all share a single universal mind. This is the revelation of the oneness that exists within all of existence, and in my book, this oneness is known as the Universal Natural Intelligence. This intelligence unifies all things by being all that it creates. As we remember the truth of our cosmic origin and enter the age of Aquarius together, know that I am here to be a living example of heart consciousness. I am here to gather the rainbow warriors of the Hopi prophecy, And I am here to establish heaven on earth by liberating the people of this world from slavery of every kind. No matter what I face, no matter who tries to stop me, for the people of this planet, for my people, I will never give up. Thank you.